Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Anything Bowl Where Anything Goes. My name is Miguel, and today we are one person short, but I am joined by one of my closest buds. Abel Tessa Fay. <laughs> no, it's, it's Matt. Matt. It's Matthew Fernandez, also known as Tim or John or Frankie Wanky. Jonathan. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, welcome to we Snack Time from today. the Anything Bowl Where Anything Goes. A bit more short form, a bit more straight to the point, instead of us rambling for an hour, hour and a half, six hours, you know. It's just one subject. We'll be right on it. And uh, today is going to be a bit of a different one. I know that when it comes to the podcasts, unintentionally, I can take the wheel a lot just because I like to talk too much. This is going to be a big old Matt podcast, Uh, mostly because we are talking about (laughs) The weekend and his new album, After Hours. And it's not that I don't like The weekend. It's not that I'm not... It's not that I don't think he makes good music, but he's not my cup of tea that I have every day. He's not like he is guy. for Matt. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give my little bit of opinion on the album, and then Matt's going to take the wheel on his thoughts on the weekend well, and after hours and this new era. But before we do that, what is your history with him? None. Wow. That's why I said <laughs> this is this is your first weekend album. I mean, I listened to some of his hits with what what I don't even know what his last album was. Damn. Like the Hills I mean, featuring fair. Eminem. His verse is a bop, but besides that, like I don't I don't really listen to him. I mean I listened to Starboy a little bit when it came out, but Yeah. Like like I said, it's it's not my cup of flavor for sure. And I'm not gonna be that type of person to force it just because you know, content. Yeah, you're fine. You got to vibe with what you vibe for. Exactly. Of uh, I will say Ugh. my thoughts on After Hours. I think from what I heard, it's pretty good. I want to give it some more listening and maybe rank the weekend's discography. But like I said, not mm-hmm. my main thing. So I don't know if that's going to happen from me. Maybe it'll just be Matt. We'll see. Uh, I think I don't know. my we'll favorite see. song right now on the album is Blinding Lights. Just because it's a vibe. It's a very big vibe. Uh, besides that, wow. I know it's the album's doing really well. and hit gold like a weekend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Matt, man, take the wheel. I'm driving. Okay. So, Abel Tespaye, better known as The Weeknd. <laughs> um, he, see, what I love about him and, and a lot of my favorite artists is that he develops like a, um, he develops a, 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 what do you call those, David Bowie uh, persona, you know, like an alter ego, a character. A lot of his albums are concept albums, but they're still about his real life. So this album, arguably right now, and it's probably just new album hype, probably my favorite. Like if you want to know my history with The Weeknd, I'll tell you what, House of Balloons, it's one of my favorite albums in terms of R&B in the past decade. Uh, I mean, you know, he's had some ups and downs for sure. I think for me, he's not that type of person that I'm just like, oh, like I don't like this type of... I don't like this type of album. Like he certainly has his songs that like I'm not like crazy over, but I think at least for me as a person and the style of music that I like in terms of just like dark, moody, either hip hop or R and B, like it kind of runs in my wheelhouse for sure. Um, you know, I mean like quick rundown, trilogy, amazing, Kisslin, eh, Beauty Behind the Madness, good, Starboy, fantastic, my dear melancholy, it's a mood. After Hours is probably arguably one of his best. So if I were going up and down. So, Miguel, what songs did you listen to? That I need to know. Um, Hold on, I gotta bring up the track list. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> I will say, like, Alone the album again? opens great. Hmm? I listened okay, to Alone, Alone again. again. 
Uh, yeah. Heartless, Blinding Lights, yeah. Hardest to Love. Yes. Oof. I think that's about it. Out of it. all those. Blinding Lights. Blinding Which Lights is, is just favorite? a vibe. You know, your favorite. I, and I also ha- didn't and like after that. Sit, I, I didn't sit down and listen to all of them. Hardcore it was just kind of background it was just music. Passive. Yeah, I feel so. Like, like I said, I I don't want to be that guy that forces my opinion in when it's not like my place. Now you are perfectly fine. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll go through it together. When, I mean, like not in depth, because again, I'm not going to force you to sit there and you know, just you know, yeah. a little bit of here and there. Actually. Nah, it's going to take too much work. I was going to say take snippets, but we'll do that nope. some other time. <laughs> <laughs> Opens pretty good on Alone Again. I think it definitely sets the tone for the album. Um, kind of goes into like this weird, like, not weird, but like trippy trap thing, like near the half, like kind of Travis Scott-esque, but more still the weekend type thing. So kind of opens on this note of like isolation. And then I like how this album is just like a roller coaster of emotion. Uh, cause then it goes into too late. I think too late. It It's one of those where it's like, it's there and I will listen to it cause it's a bop, but it's the passive one. It's the one that I listened to, to get to hardest to love, which is track number three. Too late's not bad. Just, you know, a little too something I heard of before. Cause it does remind me a lot of like a trilogy. Some of these are very reminiscent of trilogy, just in terms of the experimentation and arrangement and sound design. So that's why I'll say it too late. Hardest to love, easily one of my favorites because <laughs> it's very different. It's like you think like, oh, like he's going to go into like some sad trap shit or whatever. No, 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 no. He starts on like these like nice Juno 80 synths and then like he has the breakbeat come in, which is like very unusual. I was like, kind of sounds like, I don't know if you guys, I don't even know if Mig, if you're, if you know, like a lot of like famous electronic music samples, but it's like the, I don't know, you probably learned about it like that that break beat you know what I'm talking about the ones using like almost every single piece of music ever nope like a lot of early hip-hop <laughs> nope anyway <laughs> so you know he went in crazy with that pretty good melody I know some people weren't like a big fan of like spacey mixes I love that song for that factor and scared to live scared to live is like big 80s ballad like I mean like he's not known to be a belter but he know like he has for a high range that he's comfortable in that most people find it more of a task to do, I find it amazing how he's like very, you know, very floaty with it, very charismatic. Okay. So that's like the, that's like the beginning part of like the chill type of low key, low fi vibe. And then, you know, Snow Child's kind of like a transition type because it's like, it has a little bit of that hardness of a transition into like the Metro Boom and stuff, which is primarily more hip hop oriented but snow child it starts off this story about how you know he's very um he has this relationship probably with hadid you know like for those who don't know that's like basically a model that he dated for a very long time but you know i mean they've had a lot of ups and downs through a majority of his career so it's one of those relationships that kind of stuck with him but who knows i don't know it's kind of ambiguous but you know he goes off this story about how like you know just fame kind of got too much in the way of the relationship and how you know if if it wasn't that way, maybe things would have been different and kind of like lamenting, which is kind of like a pretty common type of theme I see in a lot of his music in general. Because, you know, guy's always in and out of stuff. But, it, you know, he wears his heart in his sleeves, especially with whatever relationship that he's in. Um, you know, then you get to Escape from L.A. And the thing that I love about this song, this is like one of those 
House of Balloons tracks types. I, I say that a lot, but it's very reminiscent. It's like a return to form in a sense. You know, it kind of goes into this like spacey hard beat. It's like just mostly drums and stuff like that. Very quiet roads and stuff like that in the background until it just progressively gets more chaotic and chaotic until you get to Heartless. If you haven't listened to Heartless, you're just not listening to radio or not in tune because that shit's banger. <laughs> you know, I know I know Mig isn't really the biggest fan of like those types of like trap beats and stuff like that. But like not there's even a, point a where little like bit. If you can get a drum if you can get the trap like for me, I just look at it like um not to diverge too much, but I guess the way I see production, at least modern production in general, it's simple yet gigantic in one way or another. I mean, you have like your regular hip hop artists that just the biggest thing you hear is 808. But then you have weekends, you have like artists like The Weeknd where it's like, wow, it's thick production. It's not just the drums. It's just there's like always like little things that you can listen to that's going on around it, you know? So and plus it's like a really good hype song because it's like, yeah, like I'm the best. Like I don't need anybody to make me happy. I do whatever the fuck I want, you know? But it has like that sad undertone of like I'm still kind of lonely sometimes, but I got to do <laughs> shit on my own. Faith, it continues my speeding speed driving music playlist because again it hits with i've never heard a kick hit so hard in a mix but it goes off dude i'm telling you like just the beginning going off so aggressively and then it kind of ending and fading out into like some like i'm just frustrated but it's like what else can i say in this situation so you're kind of like ending this arc of like okay like i'm pissed off about the relationship but what now so then the blend and the blinding lights it's fucking gorgeous man <laughs> you know that's one thing i have to comment too it's like just the meticulous sound design to make you sound cohesive is amazing so blinding lights Miguel, i know you listen to this track it's your favorite like what was your favorite things about it i uh if i'm honest don't remember <laughs> Oh I mean, it, it's it's like I said, man. It's, Why are you here? No, I'm just kidding. It, it's like I said, <laughs> I, I, I'm into it and I'm definitely going to give it more of a listen. But since we've been in this quarantine thing, I haven't been listening to too much music with for, with the full nah, intention. Like you. I've had other albums come out. Like I said, the, the Adam Lambert one, or we were talking about in the main episode and it's even, even the Adam Lambert album, like I listened to most of it, but I haven't gotten through the whole thing because I haven't been listening to nearly as much music. That is completely fair. Like I understand. Well, because you're also just like partially busy with work. Like, yeah, because I'm, I'm working all the time. Blows, but, but money. <laughs> yeah. So it's not all I bad mean, though. If I were to comment, no, of course not. Hey, listen, man. You know you're getting your getting that grind out there. I mean, at least you're getting outside more than most people. Yeah. Again, we talked about that last episode. Go check it out. <laughs> um. But um. Yeah. I mean, I liked it because it's very reminiscent of like. A very good 80s song you know it's yeah. that little you know typical 808 pattern you know from the 80s like you know i, I guess best way to compare it is like maybe like a you know mj whitney houston type you know fast type beat amazing sense uh very simple very good melody um then you go to in your eyes dude this is like michael jackson phil collins type you continue with that vibe and like it's just a groovy bass line it's like it's almost like early Michael. Like, if you ever listened to like Off the Wall and stuff uh, like off that? Off the Wall like, is such I a good album. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, in your eyes, like, it's kind of like that vibe. You have a little bit of the disco, but then you're also leaning into a lot of 80s pop. So it's a very bumping track. I think that's probably like 
my top in my top my top three for this album. Save Your Tears wasn't a big fan of it. Um, I mean, I think it's okay. It's just I don't know. I think it kind of has like an '80s new wave pop rock feel. It's not bad. I think it's pretty fun to listen to. Um, but overall, you know, I don't really have much to say about that track. I'm not really into those like types of indie new wave type tracks. But that's just me. Repeat after me interlude. It's not bad. You know, it kind of just acts as a good transition act. You know, but you know, I, I think it lean. It helps to preface the last part of the album, which is like if you want to think about it this way. The album separating like four sections. It's like, I'm sad because I'm alone. I'm frustrated because there's like things that I could have done better. There's, it's like um, a one portion where it's like bargaining. It's like, yeah, but you know, you still want me. But then at the end, it's like, I'm really sorry for what I did to hurt you. And sometimes I wish I could go back and fix it. So it kind of starts with After Hours, which it's a much more aggressive take. Like, because, you know, even After Hours in Faith, he talks about in terms of like, he like got super depressed in terms of like all this stuff happening and stuff like that to the point of like you know being like being like mental health and stuff like that um but it's a really i think it's probably for me like one of the most intense tracks and until i bleed out not a fantastic closer but you know it's i think it ties it up pretty well and it just says like and then until like it's like almost those tracks that's like just says like until we meet again sort of thing so i think my top three tracks just to finish it off and by the way i'm giving this album like a nine out of ten because i loved it that much i just i like albums with a purpose and meticulously crafted and just influencing from a lot of genres and at 80s is like probably my favorite type of sheen so he did a good a lot of areas so top three would probably for me hardest to love faith and in your eyes 100 percent fire 100% greatness. And yeah, I don't know. Meg, I mean, if you really want to get into it right now, I don't know if you want to. Do you want to talk about in terms of like, do you think he's had any influence over the past 10 years, like greatly? Is he gone? I think he's gone. Well, this is going to be nice. <laughs> I guess I'll keep going by myself. Um, so, I mean... One thing I did want to get to in this episode real quick is just in terms of like how, um, you know, I guess in terms of how innovative he was in the past 10 years too. And I will say to end this review, um, you know, he's very, he's going to set it off right. At least in my opinion, from what I heard recently and everything, I think it's going to go well. And I think he's just starting to develop new style with his album and kind of reinventing himself. But um, it seems like Meg is kind of cut out of the connection of the call. Um, uh, okay. Well, anyway, I guess I'll be ending this episode. <laughs> this is like the first lone podcast I've ever done. But this has been Matt. Miguel's dead. Brennan's been dead. Have a good time. Stay inside. Listen to the album. It's pretty good. Highly recommend. Final score, 9 out of 10. See you soon.